Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development podcast featuring candid conversations with business leaders across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts from Michigan business leaders and innovators about how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and significant workforces in the nation. Hello, I'm your host today, Ed Clementi, and welcome to the show. And with us today, we have Jen Nelson. She's the Chief Operating Officer and the Customer Experience Officer at the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Welcome to the show, Jen. Thanks, Ed. I'm excited to be here today. <laughs> well, I, hopefully you can get some uh, revenues on the back end of this because we don't give you any up on the front. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would say, Ed, you um, are standing between me and the UP for the weekend. So, <laughs> Oh, so you got to get in the car. Sorry. <laughs> um, so let's, you know, this is going to be a little different because, uh, you know, you're obviously – not new to the MEDC, so but you've been here for a while. But sort of when you tell people, even today, from your loftier position, uh, what do you tell people what the MEDC really does in a quick sentence? Because even I have problems explaining it to people who don't earn in the business. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I started with really economic development is about people. And I think that's a really um, key component of what we do. So really what, what MEDC is focused on is, is helping companies, small, medium, and large grow um, and support the creation of good paying jobs at these companies for um, Michiganders throughout the state. But we also focus on creating um, fun, vibrant, active communities uh, where people want to live and, and play and where businesses want to locate. We want to make sure that we have those amenities um, in communities for folks, uh, and also promoting us. Um, people usually relate really well to Pure Michigan, so promoting us as you know the best four-season state. Um, so yeah, a combination of, of companies and um, company growth and community um, expansion and vibrancy, and then promoting us as um, the best four-season state through Pure Michigan. Yeah, when I used to work at my chamber, I used to describe it as it's like a yin yang thing. You got to have for economic development, you have to have quality of life. Otherwise the two can't just operate independently of each other. They work together. Exactly. But, yeah. And so, I mean, with, let's talk a little bit too, cause you, you're, you, I'm going to say you've been here how many months now? Six, seven months, eight. I don't know at the moment. Well, it's September. So now we're going on nine, nine months. And but you were here for, I don't know how many years before, before you went to take a different job. 12 years at MEDC. So what, this is more for my personal information, but what job did you leave? What were you at when you left? Like, were you in a different position? I was, I was, when I left, I was chief business development officer. So that was my most recent position before I left. I had also, um, I was also the COO at, at one point. So I had a number of different roles within the MEDC. So I just went where um, support and leadership was needed. I know a lot of people that I've talked to up in Lansing and different folks who knew you from before and said they were very excited when you were coming back. Because I know you've helped. The one thing people have to say is you got good common sense, which is probably the hardest thing to achieve in, in today's world. But uh, 
right? You can't, you can't teach that, right? So it comes from experience. <laughs> that's, that's a nice compliment. Yeah. Experience and actually not always being successful, but never really, it's just the challenges of life teach you how to be common sense on things. Exactly. Um, so when, when you, I should get to your background a little bit here, but um, I know you're, are you a youper originally? I can't remember. I am a youper. Yes. Born and raised in Marquette. A little oh. bit north of Marquette, but I say Marquette for, you know, people that are listening to this podcast. They can probably- Is that by Presque Isle or something? Just Isn't there a park up there? Presque Isle Park. Presque yes. Isle Park. Yeah. 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 I've been there many times. Um, so you, but you also then went to Northern. I did. I went to Northern Michigan University for my undergrad. Uh, I got a degree in, in speech communication, uh, which is more like interpersonal family communication, not, you know, PR comms, kind of the world that that you live in. Uh, yeah, speech communication and, and um, a minor in sociology. And then I was like, what am I going to do with this? So a little <laughs> secret, Ed, a little secret here. So I actually um, was planning to go to the University of Arizona to get my master's and eventually PhD in speech communication. And um, about a weekend, I said, you know, this, this isn't, this isn't for me. I'm not feeling it. Um, so I took a year off and worked um, at a restaurant and then uh, ended up going to law school. In the UP, you worked at a restaurant? Or I did. Yeah. I worked at a few restaurants in the UP, but yeah. You know, my family owned a restaurant forever. I, I know that. Yes. Yeah. Bowling alley, bowling alley bar. Yeah, yeah. It was everything. It, it was there for like 80 years. Yeah. And I shouldn't tell you this, but like, uh, let's just say I today I couldn't work at the age I started back then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we had to work there as family. And as you know, Jeff Donofrio, who you should mention, you had a brief overlap with when you left here to go work at Business Leaders from Michigan, right? Yes. So yeah, when I left um, MEDC about four and a half, five years ago, I went over to Business Leaders for Michigan under Doug Rothwell's leadership, who has been um, a tremendous mentor of mine for years. Uh, and Doug retired and I had um, the great uh, fortune to work with Jeff Donofrio um, for about a year, uh, which was awesome to learn from him too. And, you know, his style and his approach um, especially just coming from within, within government. So, uh, and he helped with the transition, um, the governor's transition. And, you know, part of that was an economic development. So, and workforce development, which I know is a passion of his. So um, I had an opportunity to learn a lot from him in a short period of time. Yeah. I, I, I'm obviously friends with Jeff as well, but I also was a good friend of Doug Roth. I really liked Doug. I liked his style. Even when he ran the MEDC, I knew him back then pretty well too. So it was uh he helped Michigan out in a lot of ways. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about, you know, your kind of role. So you're sort of more the inside facing sort of person, wouldn't you say, at the MEDC a little bit? I am. And, you know, that's something that Quentin and I, when I came back to MEDC, we said Quentin will be more outside and I'll be more inside, um, which works out great. Um, I'm passionate about connecting with people and employees. Um, frankly, I mean, you know, we, we have to spend a lot of time um, ensuring that our employees um, have the resources and tools and they have what they need, especially in this really stressful time in our lives. Um, so I liked connecting with employees. So I was like, this is great. I can be, you know, internal. 
But I do get out externally. Um, I had previously at MEDC and I told, you know, Quentin, I'm happy to, to jump out if I need to. So I do get to get out of the quote unquote office um, uh, as well. And, and I think that um, even with that, you're by being in the position you're in, and I know I talked to you about this a little bit once before, but you really, in a weird way, you're probably more 360 of everything that goes on because it's sort of, even though you don't directly are involved, but it somehow filters through your leadership team, right? That you will find out and have to know about it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as COO, you have to be comfortable knowing, um, being an inch deep, right? (laughs) A mile wide. So I know a little bit about a lot of things and I'm comfortable with that. And you're right. There are a lot of things that flow through me. And, you know, so when people say, well, so what do you do as, as COO? And we have our strategic plan as an organization, but what I always say is, um, you know, a strategic plan on paper is great, but we really need to focus on implementation and execution. So I've kind of approached it from implementing our strategic plan, focusing on our people in the organization, uh, ensuring that we're providing uh, growth opportunities, ensuring that we are um, building teams um, that are driving our strategic plan. Uh, I'm also looking at our processes and how can we be more customer friendly um, and how can we find efficiencies in our processes Uh, and looking at our tools that we have. We have so many tools um, from an economic development perspective, which is great, but how can we ensure that they're flexible so they can reach all parts of the state? And then also um, finally is taking a look at our internal metrics. Um, How, how are the metrics that we're setting driving the behavior for our overall um, outcomes that we hope to achieve as an organization and, and as a state. So I, I kind of pull it all together in people, process, tools, and metrics um, as a big focus um, for, for my job. You know, and I skipped over one thing in your background. You mentioned it quickly, but I wasn't, I didn't emphasize it, but you're an attorney. You did work for Dykema? No. Yes. Dykema, I was, okay. I wasn't sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I worked for Dykema for three years in the corporate finance uh, group. Um, and Dykema actually did some work for MEDC, which is how I got connected in to MEDC's work. So um, yeah, still some really good friends over at, at Dykema. Um, and yeah, it was a fun time. I'm a recovering attorney now. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast. Let's get back to your points about the, because in order, I think, to see inward, you have to be, you have to have a healthy view of the outside face too. I mean, like like you just said, you just can't be navel-gazing, right? You have to also be saying, well, that's maybe what we're thinking about, but what are we really projecting out there? Right. And that's kind of a big challenge because the MEDC, I always tell this, the MEDC is almost like being, say, not a legislator, but every year is different than the previous year. You can almost never have the exact same circumstances, even shorter than that sometimes from year to year. So how do you kind of adjusting? Is that a big challenge? So this was, I just had this conversation actually today and I said, you know, economic development is a space where you have to be comfortable with change. You have to be comfortable with priorities shifting. Um, 
market shift, you know, um, priority shift locally, regionally. Um, so you have to be nimble. Um, and I think that's really important. So it's a, when you're in this role or, or working for economic development, you have to be comfortable with change and, and shifting priorities, which I think keeps it really exciting. And one of the reasons, you know, I wanted to come back to MEDC because you can actually see and feel the work that you're doing. It's really tangible. Um, so it's really uh, exciting to be part of that and um, helping our state grow. So, yeah, I, you know, Ed, I, I think that, you know, MEDC from um, sometimes from a headline perspective, it's viewed as, you know, just kind of hunting for for larger, you know, significant investment in, in job creation projects, which is a part of what we do and an important part. But there is so much else that we do at MEDC. Um, you know, we focus on small and medium-sized businesses. Um, we, we're helping our communities. Um, we are um, connecting um, opportunities from a talent perspective. I think you just had Carrie Ebersol sing on, on, on a podcast talking about talent. So there are a lot of things that MEDC is doing in addition to kind of these large um, headline projects um, with, you know, large investment in job numbers. So I think that's really important for people to realize. And from an operations perspective, for me, one of the things that we did uh, with our recent realignment here at MEDC is we said, you know, micro and small business, tech and non-tech are really, really critical to Michigan, right? They're the, the singles and doubles that we're hitting all the time. And once in a while, we'll get that home run, but all these singles and doubles... But we had to align our people within the organization and stand up a small business department, but then also ensure that we're dedicating resources to small business. So if that is, you know, part of our strategic plan and a focus area for us, my job is to ensure that we have the resources and the tools and the people to support delivering, um, you know, for small businesses, as an example. Um, so... Yeah, it's really exciting to see where where MEDC is heading um, and, and getting into um, some newer spaces in a more holistic, intentional way, such as small business. Um, and you know, these are these small businesses are the ones that we see on Main Street, uh, right? And and we're visiting, and and we have you know family and friends that are working at them. Um, so from you know Alpena to Traverse City to Owasso. Um, to Calumet, I mean, just all over the state. Um, it, it's it's really tremendous, the work that we do. Yeah, and, and you know, the macro picture obviously can only survive if there's a micro story sort of behind it a lot of times. And, you know, I always think of about the economy as more of a mosaic where you can see the picture, but it's made up of all these little tiles too, right? That helps create that visual so that people sort of understand. So, you know, I guess the term people use a lot now is like ecosystems, right? And vertical integration and things like that, where those are all going to lead into these small business sort of opportunities. And they should be thinking strategically as well as to right. how they can tap into these things. Well, and I think, you know, you know, going back to it's an and conversation. It's large and small. It's um, it's and communities and and talent. It's it's and 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 sometimes we get to this or where we just focus on one thing and then, you know, then a few years later we shift to another. That's kind of that pendulum. But I try to keep it more of as an and conversation from an economic development perspective. So small and large, because as you pointed out, um, you know, right now we have eleven 
large transformational projects in our pipeline um, with about $74 billion in potential investment and roughly 27,000 direct jobs. That's that's excellent. But what this also does is it, you know, the existing supply chain in Michigan um, will have opportunities. Our, our main street businesses, right, and our communities, because when you when you track these projects, it's not just about that particular company. It's about the supply chain, the communities, and the people here that will all benefit from that investment here in Michigan. So keeping that top of mind um, when we're when we're talking about our successes and really connecting it back to you know the holistic view of economic development, which I will say I think MEDC does well. Not every state has community development, business development, uh, marketing. Uh, talent kind of, you know, all under one umbrella. Uh, So I think that makes us unique and provides us with a competitive advantage as we're trying to attract and grow business here in Michigan. Yeah. And I would even say, I don't know if you sort of mentioned it in your list there, but uh, tourism, even though tourism is not a traditional sort of hardcore business, but it is in Michigan. Because I mean, honestly, anyone that's not from Michigan, you know, we're one of the top tourist states in the country. And that with the rise of sort of digital nomads, there's never been a better opportunity for people to want to uh, work here. I'll give a good example is um, one of the guests I interviewed came through Quentin. He is Eric Roberts. He's up, he does a, a startup sort of incubator up in Traverse city, but two of his board members or advisors were two people that work for Google and they had a little bit of Michigan connections, but they both moved their whole families from Silicon Valley to Traverse City, and they're still working for Google. And I mean, so I don't think there's been any time in history when anyone could do those kind of things so far away from a home base. So- right. Which which is really, really cool, which is why it's also important, right, that we have the amenities that people want in these communities. You know, a, as an example, uh, I know Alpina, um, which um, I think some of our team was just up there, but there's a new restaurant and, and market rate apartments above the restaurant, but it's the red red brick tap and barrel uh, that MEDC helps support. But again, it's, it's ensuring that we have um, these restaurants and places that people want to go. So if they do want to live here, but work for Google, um, they still can take advantage of some of that, you know, kind of big city life in, in these small, smaller towns. Yeah, there's, and I think the generations, both millennials and Gen Z, are much more excited about making an impact in their community. And in a way, they're more civic-minded than my generation was. But I, I do believe they they have a much stronger conscience about, you know, the circularity of manufacturing and sustainability and all those kind of things. And local government, you can do that a lot easier. Right. You know, and I was thinking about this too, um, when we're talking about tourism and it made me think of outdoor recreation too, as, um, in, you know, an industry that we're really focused on at MEDC, um, working with Brad Garman, um, at the outdoor rec with the outdoor rec office. Uh, and that's a tremendous opportunity for Michigan. And a lot of people think, okay, outdoor rec, that might just be more of a Northern rule, but I would say it's, you know, it's statewide. Um, but, you know, going to that Northern rule again, I mean, that's where, you know, kind of I fa- I'm, I'm from, obviously, and I relate to, but, you know, I think folks in the UP or, or people view the UP as a place where it's, you know, primarily tourism, hospitality, and, you know, timber. Um, but it is, re- I was just up there for a week, and it is fascinating, everything that's happening uh, throughout the UP. 
um, from an advanced manufacturing, a defense semiconductor perspective, all these, um, you know, companies up there that are just doing um, so much for Michigan's economy. And it's, it's just really nice to see. Um, and I think we have to talk more about uh, how diverse actually the economy is in the UP as well. So, and Calumet Electronics is one of those, right. Um, in the semiconductor space, um, just really great company. And I, I'm really excited to see uh, their, their growth throughout the upcoming years. They're on my horizon for potential guests. I just, I just haven't locked them in yet, so I'm working on it. They're, uh, yeah, their COO is, is phenomenal, so I recommend you connect with him. Yeah, and, you know, is there any other sort of partners or stakeholders you wanted to plug while we're in this process? Because we're going to just down to the last couple of questions for you. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we can't do our work without the, our regional and local partners. So if it's Marty Fatante and, you know, at Invest UP, if it's Randy Thalen at the right place, Jennifer Owens at Lakeshore Advantage, um, Joanne Crary at Saginaw Future, Maureen Krause, the Detroit Regional Partnership. I mean, I could go on and on and on about all of our partners throughout the state. Um, but this is definitely a partnership. Um, and one of the things that we're doing too, um, from an organization perspective is ensuring that we're regionally relevant. Um, we recognize that, you know, a project in the UP is going to look very different than a project in Detroit or in Southwest Michigan. So how can we make sure that we understand the region's priorities and we as a state are helping to advance those priorities and, and not be a barrier to that? So really excited uh, working with our partners on that as well. I should mention that every one of those partners you mentioned was a previous guest. Really? Yeah, every I, all of Marty, uh, Randy, uh, Jennifer, Maureen, uh, oh, Saginaw, and Joanne Crary. Yeah, they're all on at one point. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, systemically, I, we're trying to cover the whole state, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, so last couple of questions for you though is. Uh, I know, you know, if you could go back and talk to your 17 you yourself, uh, what would you have told yourself? Because, I mean, what city did you grow in is even smaller, right? Was it a small town you grew up in? Marquette. Oh, you I did mean, grow up in Marquette. I thought you said north well, of A little bit north of Marquette, but um, about 14 miles north of Marquette, really kind of in the middle of nowhere. Really beautiful, but um, I think Here's it was population of like our family and deer you know that was that's what it consisted of but but i yeah marquette is where i grew up so what would you tell yourself if you were going into high school or into college again yeah i would say um you know definitely branch out um and if it if it seems like a little bit uncomfortable um maybe take the risk uh keep things in perspective um and live in the present i think we can get caught up in um, maybe this is just me, but I think we can get caught up in, you know, going so fast and looking at the next thing and not just living in the moment. Um, I think as you know, Ed, and, and this could be a whole nother podcast, probably not for Michigan opportunity, but, um, this actually came real for me, uh, about nine years ago, I was 36 and I was diagnosed with, um, breast cancer. So, um, and that was, that really kind of puts things in perspective and, um, you know, to ensure that we're enjoying um, all aspects of our life. I love to work, but I really love, you know, my time and, and time with my family and my friends. And it is a constant, um, it's constantly on my mind and I, I'm always trying to balance it. And if I come out of balance a little bit, I, I try to correct it. So, 
you know, I would say just, you know, take the risks, um, try to live in the moment and not, you know, not just, you know, kind of on your phones or, um, you know, kind of looking for the next best thing. Uh, just appreciate, you know, what we have and where we are. Yeah, I, I think actually before phones, I think everybody had more downtime. I think, agree. Even time to like, not sure what you were going to do, which is actually where you had good discussions. You know, instead of being constantly wired or connected, you, when you had downtime, you just talked about stuff. Sometimes if you're just outside watching a baseball game or whatever. Exactly. But, yeah. It's a bit of a challenge. Um, so you might've already answered this question, but you might have a secret spot. Uh, maybe you don't want to tell us your secret spot, but what's your favorite spot in Michigan or festival? Favorite spot in Michigan um, is in Curtis. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Between the lakes. Yes. Um, so my husband's family, they have a place on North Manistique Lake, uh, we're actually Beautiful. heading up there. So, um, yeah, we love being up there. Um, as soon as I really cross the, the Mackinac Bridge, though, Ed, I just feel like weight has been lifted, like, off my shoulder. <laughs> it's just like, I'll roll the windows down and, you know, some fresh air and just, um, yeah. So I love spending time in the UP and especially in Curtis. I used to have property in Germfesk. That's why I know where really? it is. Oh, yeah. What is it? Six Curves Road or whatever it is. Ten, Ten Curves. curves. Ten Curves Road. Yeah, it was right off of there. I was actually on 10 Curves World the other day and I was trying to count the curves and I got 11. So I, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. I, I just know it wasn't straight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'll have to drive it again. <laughs> well, anyway, again, I'm going to thank you very much, Jen Nelson, for being. She's the COO as well as the customer experience officer for the MEDC. Thanks again, Jen, for doing this. This was a lot of fun and thanks for taking time to talk to us. Thanks, Ed. This was great. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.